When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talking Real Money, the podcast about money. I'm Don McDonald. Over there is Tom Cock. We're glad you're out there wherever you are in podcast land, sitting in your car, running this through uh, CarPlay or Android Play, or sitting at home with your headphones on, or piping it all through the house on your smart speakers. We're just walking the dog. We get that one a lot. Yeah, we get that one a lot. We're walking the dog. I got a big backyard, so I don't walk my dog very often. Although if we get out in the airstream, it'll be more dog walking. It'd be good for me. Anyway, welcome to the show where we talk about your dough and other people's dough too, and how things impact you and the way you ought to think about money and do with your money. And today, um, we're going to talk a little bit about management of funds. And we're going to start with one of the more famous managers of essentially a mutual fund. We're talking about the people at Berkshire Hathaway. Um, and by the way, the second in command at Berkshire Hathaway, Charles Munger, just recently passed away. And it's funny. It was How's on the that news. funny? Come on. No, it's this is funny. Oh, okay. I, I, I said, oh, did you hear Charlie Munger died to my wife? And she goes, Who's Charlie Munger? What? Because he's number two. She doesn't know. I said, I'm surprised she doesn't. Wait, she's wait, very well informed. You, you got to wait for the punchline. Ah, okay. This is there is a punchline here. Please. She goes, Who's Charlie Munger? I said, Warren Buffett's partner. I didn't know Warren Buffett was gay. Oh God's sakes! Come on. <laughs> I hope she. No, totally that. serious. Totally serious. I said, no, no, honey, no, honey, not that kind of partner, yeah. uh, business partner. So, Tom. And do I need to specify that when Tom, I tell people yes, that you're my partner? Yes, it that's comes what up, I was going to say. Because people say, oh, I go, Don's my yeah. partner. And they go, you're part my business partner. I know. Okay? I know. And it's okay know. either way, but I hate I, you guys. <laughs> listen to you try to, it's like, it's okay either no, way. I'm not it's judging. Not, I'm, I'm not judging at all. I'm not, <laughs> just, just weird that you have to so, clear Tom that So, Tom is out. my Long-time business And I know partner. how Munger felt because I'm the number two guy on the show. I get that. You're the number one guy. So that, and I'm okay with I that. I think I gave you more time last segment. I looked. <laughs> I'm going to look up and start checking. I, I looked. I um, so longer. yeah, but Munger had a great reputation of his own mm -hmm. uh, as somebody who is oh. kind of quotable, pithy. Um, you know, he, was, he wasn't out there. I think they made a lot of good decisions and the, they had, uh, they both thought a lot. The same. I they think. thought I a think. lot. They, they thought a lot. Brains. Comma. They, they the thought. They thought a lot. <laughs> a lot of thinking going on there. Because um, Berkshire Hathaway's had a great That's run, my right? Partner, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Business partner. Because uh, Berkshire Hathaway's had a great run, right? I mean, it's right. for decades. They, they decades have. They made people a lot of money. But before we get too excited about yeah. Berkshire Hathaway, this is the reality of a Berkshire Hathaway is that it had periods in which it was incredible, but most of those periods were early. 
early in its history. As it got bigger and more people were involved and it had more money, it does it did what so many systems and products and methods of managing money do. It became average. It reverted to the mean because its long-term returns have been right pretty much in line with the market. The, which part of the market? The S&P 500. Oh, okay. Because it is a value. I'm sorry, that's, I mean, we call the market. Value fund. I mean, it's trying to buy undervalued, undervalued assets. Companies. Yes. Right. That's the whole idea. And right. But, but recently value has not been extraordinary. No, it has not uh, very at all. So uh, it, there's a lot of lessons, I think, not from necessarily from Charlie Munger's life, which I think is a, li- a life well lived, no question. Um, but about owning a fund where people are making those judgments about individual stocks, right? Active management, stock pickers, market timing, all those things versus just owning the market. Because when Mr. Munger passed away, he was the third longtime Berkshire Hathaway director who died while being a director. All of them were in their 90s. Now, do you think the world looks different to somebody in their 90s that's compared to us young guys in our 60s or somebody in their well, 30s? Well, I know it looks different to some guy in his 60s than it yeah. did to the same guy in his 20s. There you go. Your perspective on things changes, right? So that's one thing to consider. And a lot of them were men. It was like 75% of the directors are men. Uh, the average, pardon me, the median age, 67, which is, you know, it's not young, but it's not old. I mean, it's kind of old. It's getting up there. Yeah, it's getting up there. Those people have a way of looking at the world. They've had a fair amount of life experience, Um, but there's pressure now. There's pressure on Berkshire's board from other members, including uh, Warren Buffett's daughter, Susan Buffett, to get some, you know, uh, people of color in there. They've got one, I guess, more people of color, a little younger, trying to change things up. But here's how I look at all this. Um, that's the worry of owning a fund like this. Exactly the worry, because you buy Berkshire Hathaway for exactly what Don just said. Good return, focus on value stocks, long-term mm-hmm. orientation, right? Mm-hmm. That's why people have owned it. And you've done well by that. Oh, you've done very well, by the way. I mean, the 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 fifteen year average annual return for Berkshire Hathaway is thirteen percent, and that that reflects that value because the S and P five hundred over over that same fifteen year period uh, came in slightly below that. So you you you, you made good money, but you what can't are your future expectations? That. Yeah, you cannot buy that performance, and you cannot buy that same style of management because. Eventually, Warren will go because I think he's in his late 90s as well, right? I mean, are, are very close to it. Um, these other board members move off. They bring in new board members. They, at some rate, have to bring in new people to manage the money. So now you bought a fund you think looks a certain way, but it's not going to look that way in the future. That's the danger of owning an actively managed fund of any type because you can't buy the performance and the future will have to look different. And if even if it's just keeping the same people and letting them still be having an impact on things in their late 90s, as I said, the world looks a lot different to people who are 98 than it does to somebody who is 38, for example. So that's a worry. The other one, frankly, is, and I don't know what I, you can look this up, I'm sure. What is the expense ratio for uh, 
although it's it's a stock, right? So you don't really have an expense ratio per se, correct? Well, they've got some sort of expenses, but um, I'm putting you on the spot. I didn't tell you. Yeah, I no, I, I, I truly. But in a general sense, I, I got to imagine it costs more to run, but yeah. because it trades as a stock, yeah, it's different. I don't think you can get its expense ratio. Yeah. But the right. expense ratio for the uh, for the the S and P five hundred, uh, which by the way I got the exact number. I, I thought it was a little lower, but it isn't. It was a little higher over fifteen years. They both okay. earned about thirteen and a half percent over wow. fifteen years. Yeah. But the expense ratio, the internal cost of running an S and P five hundred fund, because you're not paying a bunch of people, right? Is it's just a computer or one hundredths of one percent. There you go. I mean, so and in a general sense, if you buy mutual funds, exchange-traded funds that are more passively rules-based, they're going to be cheaper than an operation. They have to be, like a Berkshire Hathaway well, no, no, or somebody say, else. Don't ever say have to be. I, Just like I meant don't guaranteed. Say guaranteed. Oh, they me. should be. Should be, in a general sense. Because they, we've be. seen index products that charge ridiculous That's a good point. expense yeah. ratios. Yeah. Who's the company I'm forgetting about? Oh, yeah. The one with all the weird oh, They indexes. use leverage and you can go yeah. up 300%. But the point of the matter is, uh, and the other part is very important, I think, especially when it comes to this comparison between index style funds and active style funds. We can't find, and Berkshire Hathaway, bless them. They've done a good job long-term but in a general sense, it's hard to find people that have performance that persists decade after decade that's better than just owning the market. That's the tough part. And I think that's going to be the story here with Berkshire Hathaway because it will change. It has to change. It'll be different people running it, different people sort of managing the big picture, and it'll look different, right? They might oh. pick... They it's, might pick a, you know, a ride-sharing service instead of a seized candy. I don't know. I mean, who knows what they might do? Absolutely. Uh, and I think we're, you're talking about, is it direction? I think that may be the one. No. I, I, yeah, I know who you're – but I could – and I could – Oh, Ridex. 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 Yeah, Ridex. The Ridex S&P 500. Now, that is identical to the Vanguard 500 Index. That was 0.04% for the fund. Yeah. How much? And so you can't say, this is why I have to correct you. Thank you. you. I'm good with this. It's better than compliance correcting you. Which they will. Which they will. Yeah. All right. You ready? Yeah. How much for the Ridex 500? Again, I can see like it the, pains you. Yeah, this is like the podcast on Monday where mm. I said uh, the the expense ratio for the Nuveen Bond Fund. This should be a dirt cheap fund, right? Cost okay? nothing because to operate. They don't basically, do anything. Nope. Except the C shares have an expense ratio of two point three six percent. And how much is in that fund, please? Two point three six. Two point. That truly is outrageous. <sighs> We should, we should get him on the show. Is it Michael still that runs the place? Because I met him once. Anyway, uh, it was a long yeah, time ago. But you ago. know, the funny thing is they have a 700% turnover. How can you have a 700% turnover when it's an index fund? And how much money is in that fund? I don't know. I'm just okay. dying to know. Anyway. I, I'm trying um, to find But in it. a general sense. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying I'm going to keep saying it, too, in a general sense. $159 million. I mean, why, people, please, if you're in that fund, sell now and buy the Vanguard 
S and P for what why is, it, four is anybody in the no, fund inertia? They bought it a long time ago, and they. Just, oh, I'm I'm no, in the S and P. Very much a C no. share. Yeah. Okay. So it was yeah. sold to them. Good point. So that's I mean, the first line in Morningstar's research is fees are a weakness here. <laughs> they should really have massive weakness. So that is an understatement, yeah. dudes. Anyway, so my bottom line still remains. This is a reason not to own, and not that reason. This reason I mentioned before is a reason not to own, own an, an active actively fund. managed fund. I think because it's going to look different than it has in the past. It has to. That's my problem. There you go. Words of wisdom from my partner. <laughs> oh, please. I don't, okay, I don't care which kind of partner yeah. it is. I, I literally don't care. It doesn't right. matter to me. It's, he is. He is a broad-minded yeah. old guy. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Hello, everyone. Uh, it's question time here at yeah. Talking Real Money. And you know, you can send your questions into us at talkingrealmoney.com on the contact form. You can either type them up, like the one Tom's going to do, or the two, or you can speak them with the little microphone button. And then I'll do those love on that. Fridays. Love right? Friday. Still love Friday. Friday. Show the best. Great Friday. Q&A day. Uh, yes. No. What do you got now? All right. I, I don't understand this one. I'm hoping you do because you are oh, the God. same. See, now, uh, just to let you know, I have not seen this no, question. Not seen any of this in advance. This is almost like Sound live radio, but it's it not. Is. Yeah. Close. Uh, this comes from Jared in Corpus Christi, Texas. Jared. The subject, Vanguard VIF funds. VIF funds. In my company's non-qualified deferred compensation, NQDC plan, the lowest cost offerings are Vanguard VIF index funds. What are variable insurance funds? They have higher expense ratios. Am I getting ripped off by not having a standard index fund? Well, no, not if you compare it to Rydex. You're not. Um, the fund I've been selecting for 100% of my balance is the variable insurance fund total stock market index portfolio. I've never heard of this. Yeah, it, it's it's insurance. So it's what, insurance what is insured? What? I think it's an annuity. Uh, it is run ah. there. Let's see. I'm just trying to find their funds. Van, this is really crazy. So but Vanguard you know what's funny is about Vanguard. This? Vanguard is starting to become the pandering to whatever people want. Oh fund boy, group. Not, that's not new. They've done that for no. They've a done it. Now. Really, they waited for Bogle to die. They, and they waited they for Bogle in. to yeah. die because John would have never no. done this. Uh, a lot of things. Um, yeah. So I am doing this right here, live on recorded. Uh, anyway, live to um, tape. That's good for you. Wow, what in the world is it? It's got to be a variable annuity product in their non-qualified deferred comp plan. So yeah, I gotta guess be. I can see that. Yeah, okay. yeah, gotta be. Uh, it's gotta be. It's a. It's a. It's a variable annuity. You know, I That's wouldn't. My, I just wouldn't. Inv I wouldn't put any money into that plan with that. Period. I just exit no, but out. Maybe the only thing available. I'd use the traditional. They have well, if they have no, 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 no. no. But over, you see, if, yeah, the yeah, non-qualified plan. Oh that gosh, very, yeah. may very well be the only choice. And that's how they sell it too. And and at least, at least, their fees are low. They are very low. The balanced portfolio is a quarter of a percent. That that includes the insurance cost. At 
I don't or from know. From what you can see, okay. I'm looking at the that fund. That sounds I, low, but okay. Um, I am looking at the fund. I'm looking here, for example, let's look at the Vanguard Diversified Value Portfolio. Uh, we like value. Sure. Expense ratio, 0.29. It's, but it is active. That's And that's active. That cheap. Oh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to learn more All right, about well, this. We'll see if we can get back to I, that I am later. So right. sorry. I got an easier um, one for you, okay? And I'm we're gonna, gonna disagree on, on this. Let me one. download the prospectus. I'm downloading the prospectus. Give so you I something can to read tonight as you're trying to get to sleep. Oh, you know I love reading prospectuses. I know you do. All right, go ahead. Usually the ADV guy. All right, this from Dave in Aberdeen, North Carolina. You know we have an Aberdeen, Washington too. There's an Aberdeen in North Dakota too. How about that? Yeah, a lot of Aberdeens going on. Uh, hi, Tom and Don. Tom and Don, I'm 41. I guess that's years old. Scored an 82 on your risk quiz. Currently have all of my investments in low-cost mutual funds and ETFs. Hey, way to go, Dave. Well, then why are you calling us? Well, I'm getting to that. I don't mind the volatility of the market. I've never understood why I would want any of my investments in bonds if they have historically a lower return. When I'm a few years from retirement, trading potential returns for stability makes sense. But is there something I'm missing at this point in my life with my risk tolerance? No. We're going to have a difference of opinion here. No. I'm going to say yes. Nope. I'm going to say put 10% in bonds. Here's why. I'm going to say zero. They're a different type of security, and there will be times when they outperform stocks. I disagree. Oh. Well, no, I, I'm right I about there that. Will be there are brief times. times when one they one out of four think, years, one I out think, of four years. If you, but I history. think overall, yeah, given his 10%, time frame, I put and 10%. his risk tolerance. I'm just yep. saying, overall, his returns should have, based on the past, if the past is in in any way indicative of the future, and it's not a guarantee, then the stock, a 100 equity portfolio, should make more money. It has made more money yeah. over time. So um, when you get to your 40s or your 50s and you're- He's already in his 40s, 41. Well, late 40s, early 50s. Oh, then okay. You might want to consider- like eight years from 40, now or something? 41 is the, is the new 31. Ah, got it. You got another well, do you feel years. 66? Uh, yeah, today, actually. Okay, today. This week, I felt, yesterday, speaking, yeah. Day before, mm-hmm. Uh, see, we're losing him quickly. I yeah, lost fast going straight I down. I would, I would have 10% just because it's a different type of security and it's more diversification. That's right. why. So there you go. I'm a knower. He's got an 82 on the risk. I quiz. know. Congratulations for that because very few people get beyond about an 85. Uh, it's un, no, I, I mean, even I, the first time I, I think took I had it, an 86 or something. Yeah. Well, no, high. I think I was like an 82, yeah. 81. So it's, it's hard to and, get up. There. And so I, and I you. get this. So he gets it. Yeah. Apparently that means he gets the market and that's yeah. the key. The key to successfully investing in a portfolio that's heavy in equities, if not a hundred percent is getting the market and totally understanding that downturns, particularly if you're still saving a downturn in this any of the stock markets that you invest in is a good thing because you're buying more stuff on sale and that's hard to that's getting hard to the comprehend. market that's it's like my first marriage embrace the volatility that's what i would say different kind of volatility don't know how you would have put a bond fund in that to reduce that. I sure wish I had a couple then. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Now I actually, I can think of a metaphoric. Yeah, uh, please yeah. go right ahead. Let's not discuss it on the show. Uh, okay. Fair All enough. Right. Fair enough. Anyway, Dave, here's your, there's your reply. You get two different. So 
So you could split the difference. Put five. Five percent. That's exactly right. I'm you know thinking, what? Let's set, let's split the baby. Dave, do five percent in bonds. The fact is, you're thinking about this stuff. You're making good decisions at age 41. You're probably going to be okay. Because a lot of people still don't till they get to about 60. So yeah. well done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. You're just projecting. Ah, that hurts. <laughs> Again, I, I just started making good decisions lately. He says. <laughs> You're killing me more. I thought you were trying to save me, but okay, fine. I don't believe in killing you softly. (laughs) Exactly. It's coming. (laughs) Where did you go? I'm just recycling things. In the middle of the show. You couldn't wait till it was over. That's how I work. You stay by your microphone. Okay. Yes, sir. All good broadcasters and podcasters (laughs) do not leave the microphone. Oh, and speaking of soundproof booths, you said I was in a soundproof booth? I don't hear in, anything. In two weeks, I'm actually getting a soundproof booth. Like a little, uh, like a phone booth kind of thing? One of those? Yeah, kind of. Look it oh. up online. It's it's called Studio Bricks. And where are you going to put it? Right behind me. So what? Oh, you mean so you're going to go in Don McDonald live exa- from NBC? Kind of, yeah, like exactly. That kind of thing? It's all padded. It's <laughs> well, padded that's everywhere, which is really good. And can it be locked from the outside? And well, no, but it can be locked from the inside. And, uh, and so that means I could just hide in there and you I can't can tell double, if anybody's in there. I can double my level of hiding. Ooh. So you get the studio plus the inside. Plus the, Why, so what, you're getting this because. Because of dogs barking. Oh, I see. Okay. And yeah, every and, once in a while you do hear a dog on the show. Yeah. yeah I dogs get yeah, barking, okay. leaf blowers. Yeah. Oh, the worst. Now our hospital is starting to fly people in and out on the flight for life, which I can literally see out the window. Wow. And the okay. flight for life helicopter is really loud. Okay. Garbage trucks. Whatever. A Angry neighbors, et cetera. So. I've tried to soundproof my room. Hurricanes. But without spending a lot of money, I can't. Okay. So I'm getting a soundproof booth. You'll be hearing the show from inside a soundproof booth. There's Don McDonald inside, inside a soundproof booth. I'm signing up now. Anything else you want to add before we no, let these it's poor not, people no, go? No, they're. I, well, I hope they're rich people. I, why do you say poor people? I, I'm sorry. I, I meant it as in their suffering. Oh, as in long <laughs> suffering. Long Got suffering. it. Okay, fair enough. All no, right. If you want any go. help, go to talkingrealmoney.com. Click on Meet an Advisor, or just browse around the site. There's just a ton of good stuff. I, geez, we must have hundreds of articles on oh. academic research, yep. indexed annuities and all kinds of cool stuff. And all of our 1300 and oh gosh, 1306, 1307. No, by this time we're probably at 1310 Whoa. podcasts. Crazy. Yeah. Lots are, lots are we going, do we have like a, a number we're trying to do total? No. Okay. We'll just keep doing them. Until we drop. Whatever number it is. Yeah. And then well, you can't go drop on. because you'll be in a booth. You'll be hitting that's off gonna, the wall and standing that's gonna up. Go, I'm going to be buried in that booth. It's going to pick it so up. So I figure right it serves double purpose. You just, I'm going to die in that booth. You just lock <laughs> the door. Put drop your, me in a hole. Okay. Can, yeah. You can't dig a hole in Florida because it'd be full of water, right? They, they must have someplace because people <laughs> die here. Okay. Boy, do they. Anyway. Yeah. All right. They're old. I know. I got to go. Yeah. All right. That's uh, that's that guy, Tom, drifting over to the recycler again. And I'm that guy, Don. And uh, almost every day, about five days a week, maybe six, we just hang out together, partner to partner, and talk money.
real money. Talking real money. The opinions and views expressed on this podcast were current on the date recorded. Opinions, estimates, forecasts, and statements of financial market trends that are based on current market conditions constitute our judgment and are subject to change without notice, including any forward-looking estimates or statements which are based on certain expectations and assumptions. Although information and opinions given have been obtained from or based on sources believed to be reliable, no warranty or representation is made as to their correctness, completeness, or accuracy. Information presented on the podcast is not personalized investment advice from Appella Wealth. The views and strategies described may not be suitable for everyone. This podcast does not identify all the risks, direct or indirect, or other considerations which might be material to you when entering any financial transaction. Past performance does not guarantee future results, and profitable results cannot be guaranteed. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. The podcast is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Wealth, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Please see Appella Wealth's ADV Part 2A on our website for information regarding Appella's fees and services. Appella Capital, LLC, DBA Appella Wealth, is an investment advisory firm registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. The firm only transacts business in the states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempt from registration requirements. Registration with the SEC or any state securities authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Appella does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing either stated or implied here should be inferred as providing such advice. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and important disclosure related to performance of any specific index or fund quoted in this podcast. Is anybody still listening?